Guys, welcome back to first of all, welcome back to the Arc MMA podcast. We're joined in studio with none, none other than middleweight champion at Cage Warriors, Mr. Mickey or Mick Stanton. You for Mick or Mickey? Either it's up to you. I'll stick I'll stick with Mick. I'll stick with Mick. But listen, um uh, look, um, I ask again how you feel. How think have things been on the fight camp, the fight itself and the aftermath? Yeah, the fight camp was perfect. It's, it's the best one I've had for a long time. Um, trains hard. The team pushed me well. Um, coming off uh, the title shot he had against Will Curry, um, it was a rough camp. It was a bad camp. Things went wrong. Training partners got injured. I had a lot of um, problems with injury and illnesses myself. So it wasn't a performance I'm proud of. Um, I got it done now. I got that win. And, you know... Then going on to the James Webb fight, I made sure everything was perfect. Mm, okay, no, I'm uh, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that your fight camp. I mean, your fight camp. You said they really really pushed you, as in they pushed you really really hard. I mean, was it? Ex- do you feel like this was extreme? Could you say this was a well? You say it was this was the best fight camp you ever had so far. Yeah, well, you've got to imagine the difference with fighting five rounds and three rounds, you know, um, the next 10 minutes, the condition, conditioning and training we do at AW, we wrestle every day, you know, it's our bread and butter. Um, so the sessions that Darren Morris puts us in when we have them type of fights is very extreme and very tough. You know, we're talking like, it put me through a session where I'd be wrestling a different opponent for 10, 20 minutes, going on for two hours, the session goes on for, no rest, and then finishing off with crazy bike work, salt and sparring. You know, it's it's not many people could could do it. It breaks you, it's tough, it's hard, but it gets you prepared for, for the big events and then big shows, and that's where the performance comes into play. You know, you're getting beat up every day. Mm-hmm. So when you get in that cage and things go wrong like they did, you stay calm and you get through it, you weather that storm and you pull off your win. Would you say that um, at the same time, it kind of tested your mental capabilities as well to see how long it could last? I mean, this is just sparring, but it was to also assess how mentally ready you were for the upcoming fight. Yes, that's, that's, that's the whole thing to do. It's all, it's all a mental thing. You know, you've got to, you got to put yourself in a really bad place in them training camps to get through it, so you prepare for the fight. I see, but I mean the fight experience. I mean, well, not the fight experience, but the fight itself. Um, on I think it was Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, yes. Um, at Cage Royce one fifty seven. I mean, just what was it like walking into the cage? And I, I'm gonna ask you about this later. You know, there there were. You mentioned one of your posts recently that um, you wanted to thank all the naysayers and they didn't say, I'm, I'm sure there must be some haters in there that just want to add some vile abuse as well, just try and mentally break you. Um, just what was it like just walking into the cage and looking at your opponent in the yard, just getting ready to um, basically, you know, everything down the line, this is where everything's going to be put to the test. Yeah, I was calm. I was good. I knew, I knew the hard work was done. I knew I could win. Um, I was very calm and I had to be calm to be able to stay safe and stay away from his big shots. I did think he was going to take me down and try and outcrap on me. I did. Um, I was, like I said, I've been wrestling a lot and preparing for that. Um, 
but he decided to stand up and strike. And I did say that if he wants to stand with me, it will end bad. And, it, you know, that's where the knockout come. You also did mention that there was, um, you got your revenge. I mean, is there between you and James Webb, has there been or, or is there any bad blood between you two? No, he's a great man, James. You know, we, you know, he's a, I have nothing but respect, but I don't like getting beat. And it's not oh, to see. do with anything else. It's a personal thing. Um, it's me against me. I, I don't I don't do this to be anyone or to be anything. You know, my dream is now to be able to provide for my family. I'm a full-time working father of three. You yeah. know, fighting to me is a hobby. It's a hobby. I work, you know, I, I'm in the gym now. I live in the gym. You know, me and my family, my wife's got a dance company upstairs and I've got an MMA academy downstairs. I'm here from nine in the morning to nine at night mm-hmm. and I train around my job. So, you know, a lot of the fighters I'm actually fighting do not but train and they, they just they just live life in camp. Unfortunately, the money I get from Cage Warriors or from fighting itself at the moment is not enough to allow me to put more into my training. But, you know, I'm a hard-working man. I've done this, you know, since I was a young boy and I wouldn't change anything. I just keep doing the same thing if the money did come. I just keep cracking on and keep earning the living. And like I said, it's a hobby. That's all it is. It's a hobby. I can see from your fight record that, you know, like you said, you've been doing this for a very, very long time. Um, but as I'm speaking to you for the first time, um, can you talk about a bit about your background and how you got into mixed martial arts and beyond that, just combat sports as a whole? I think I did hear once um, in one of your interviews, I think you started with boxing and you progressed from there. Yeah, I started boxing as a young lad, about 11 years of old. Um, I had a hard time growing up. Um, I, I lived in a rough place, but um, and I got to a point in life where I wanted to learn how to fight and defend myself. Um, and I started boxing. started sneaking the boxing gym as a kid. Um, my mum didn't agree with it. And then she finally found out, and she, my dad come along to see what it was like, and, and they wanted me to pursue it and keep it up. Um, then I went on to carry on boxing. Um, I had a few fights, won the schoolboys national title, won the junior ABA national title, got to the finals when I was 17 in the ABAs, uh, junior ABAs, went on to represent England, um, four nations, uh, world championships, and then... I sort of fell out of love with it. Um, I was number one in the, the UK and England let me down. I was meant to go to the Junior Olympics and they sent someone who I'd beat, who I'd knocked out. And I got to the point where I put all my life into it and I just brought me out and I stopped and come away for two years. Then after that, I got back into boxing and would turn professional. Um, I think he had three fights. I won one, lost one on a doctor's stoppage and lost one on points. And it was just, the, the professional boxing game, it's a, it's a tough sport unless you are a high-profile fighter. Um, it's a totally different game from MMA. You've got to sell a lot of tickets. You've got to be a big name. You've got to have a big following. And I just didn't have that at the time. So I come away and I, I, I went, I turned into a professional boxing coach. I was training a lot of pros. And then I was actually coaching a MMA fighter, boxing. Um Went to the gym to coach him and seeing these lads wrestling and sort of 
got into MMA that way and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I used to think boxing was the number one discipline of fighting. I used to watch MMA and think I'd knock him out, I'd stop him. And then suddenly realised it's a whole different world. Um, so at the age of 25, I got into MMA. And straight away, I got a fight with about 12 weeks experience. Got a couple of wins. Then I come up against Jar Herbert and dropped down to welterweight. I fought Jar Herbert. Um, I had a terrible weight cut. I think I cut something like 13 kilos in a week of water, which is just stupid. Um, I gassed. And I, I didn't have a, a coach at the time who could show me the right way and uh, how to cut weight. And as a boxer, I used to put a sweatsuit on and just make weight. It was totally different back then. Um, then I started playing out the weights, doing middleweights, welterweights. I had an up and down amateur record. And then something clicked. I had a good wrestling coach at the time, David Faulkner, and spent a lot of time doing jiu-jitsu with Kojak Sakata. And my game evolved. And then I went on and won a few fights. And then I think it was about five and six and four amateur. I wanted to go professional. Went full-time coaching in mixed martial arts and boxing. Gave up a family business to pursue what I loved. And here I am today. Got my own gym um, with some amazing people around me who believed in me, helped me along the way. And now my life and my family's life is all here at the gym. And I'm world champion. On the um, uh, on, on the subjects of being world champion and looking at the success that you achieved um, whilst um, um, participating and competing in mixed martial arts, um, what would you, would you say you owe that success to? Would you say it's just your mental strength, people around you, or just the sort of decisions you made early on before you go into anything, whether it's um how to how to prepare for a fight, the sorts of people you um socialize with? What would you say you owe that you owe your success to? I've never been good at anything in all my life. I've just wanted to wanted to you know, stand out and be someone. And um, for me, not for no one else, just for me to say I've done done something good, I've done, you know, I've accomplished something. And whenever I get beat or whenever I lose, because I used to lose everything as a kid, I was crap at football, I was crap at sports, I couldn't run, I was overweight, I was terrible at everything. Um, and then I got into boxing and I was really tough and I was good at taking a beating. And as crazy as it sounds, being tough has got me through it all. I'm a good nail. I'm good at getting beat up. I can take a lot of punishments and I've got no quit in me. And now I've added the skills to that. You know, that's what made me a world champion. You were, you were quite overweight before when you were a lot younger. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I started boxing as a kid. I was overweight. I was unfit. And I wanted to change all that. And I, I used to try sports. I was very sporty, but I was just a struggling at the time and I had no guidance and um, the way I lived my life was wrong and, you know, nutrition was terrible and I just had to find a way to change my life. Really? I, You know, when someone like yourself who's in shape, who's athletic, when people turn around and tell me that, that they used to be fast enough weight, I am quite taken aback because looking at the person, I could just, you can never imagine them yeah. being out of shape and fast. Yeah, well, that was me. That was me. I was a little roly poly. Used to call me Tankass. That was my nickname back as back in the day. <laughs> um, 
so you know uh, when you're in the cage there when you're fighting and well i think you kind of answered this but i mean like what is it that drives you as in, what what is the one thing in your mind that when you walk into that cage you have to win but it's like how you go about winning and just um hoping that your game plan goes to goes to plan and actually works for you as in, what is the, the thing that keep, drives you to just keep on going and see everything to the very bitter end I just I just lay it all down and sort of say, whatever they're gonna bring, I'm gonna be able to deal with. And I just use my instinct, I use my spider sense, and um, I become free and relax. And you know that's that's been the change in my career the last few years. It's just getting that mindset right and be able to go in there and lay it all down and say, I'm gonna give it all, and I'm gonna give it my best, and it works for me. It works. There's something that I tend to be very careful asking fighters, of course, in fact, anyone really. Um, for the fights that you have lost, I mean, what what does it, as in, does it feel like? I mean, does it kind of dent your, um, what's the, um, does it kind of make you feel like you want to probably give up or so? Because in your, in one of your last posts that I mentioned earlier on Instagram, you said you want to thank all the naysayers. And I was thinking um, that's actually very, noble of you to even go as far as to say thank you to all the people talking trash about me like you helped me you helped me when they're probably feeling 10 times worse and i'm probably just eating their words as in, how do you deal with like, the negative um uh, aspects of this um, sport? I, I use it i use it to spare me on i use it as fuel i love it when someone says to me you can't do this and then i say watch me let's go that, that spares me on. Throughout all my life, people said I wasn't a boxer and I've become the best boxer in England. People, when I started MMA, I was a I was a high-level boxer. I was well-known for my, my boxing ability. And I had people say to me, it's not for you, this, Mick, you're no good at MMA, go back to boxing. And now I've become world champion. And I always remember that and it spares me on. I love it when someone says I can't do something. And now the next step is, where do we go from here? You know, I've defended the belt once. People said to me, you can never get the UFC, you're too old. I'm 36, but I'm still performing. I feel better yeah, than ever. Yeah. I feel better than ever. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, my cardio and my strength is, I work so hard every day. I live in the gym. This is my home. I live in the gym. I do me, me wrestling, me cardio, me striking, me weights, me conditioning every single day, all day. And that's why I'm still going strong and doing well. I live the life. In a town like Liverpool, uh, where everybody seems to be, um, let's say, though people are strangers, but they seem to probably just like, um, almost like they know each other. Yeah. Kind of. When you have lost a fight, um, have you ever even managed to confront one of the haters just in the street? And just if you if you know them, um, uh, say you're standing in a pub or a public place with family or friends, and then someone from a, from the other side of the square or the bar shouts, "Oh, there's such and such. You lost that fight, and so and so." They start taking the piss. Have you ever no, confronted no them? No, no one ever say that. No one has ever say that. It's not like that fighting. Right. You still have respect. People people have doubted me and said I can't do things, but no one they're doing it in a nice way because they care about me and think that you know I can't do something. I'm not able to do so. It's too hard. And that's the difference. People fail and think, oh, no, that's it. It's over. It's not. It's just a fight. 
Like that, that, that on Friday night was just a fight. It was just another fight. People are saying to me, you're nervous. No, it's just a fight. It's a so, fight. That's all it is. You say it's, it's a fight, but... It's just a fight he, to me. He, he what happens, happens. What will say... be, will be. There's no point worrying or stressing, mm. is it? So fuck it, let's go. Let's have a fight. And it works. It works. Mick, you say it's just for okay, it, it is to you, but to other people, you know, from the outside, from for someone like me, um, yeah. that's still a big deal. I mean, and the fact that's coming from from a promotion such as Cage Warriors, who still it, they may not be as big as Bellator or the UFC, but they're still a respectable, recognizable brand in the uh, mixed martial arts and, and combat scene around the world. Having a, a title from them, that's still. That's a big deal. I know, it's good. Yeah. I know, I, I don't even feel proud. I don't feel, I've got no emotion for that belt. I always wanted to be world champion. I won the title and I just don't feel nothing. Mm. And that to me feels that, and I know what it is now because I've got so much more to give. I'm no one seeing anything here. My skill level is next, next to I'm such a tough man, I am. You know, I'm fighting these massive, I'm not even a middleweight. I'm a welterweight, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not a big middleweight, I know that. But I'm just that tough and resilient and trying that hard that it, the weight class works for me. I hit like a truck. I always have done, you know, but I've been known all my life for knocking people out. I went I went through the schoolboys, like I said before, I won the national title, and I knocked out seven people back to back. And no one will fight me after that. And that's why I, I went on to fight for England only, because I couldn't get fights. You know, it's just, the way I've always been. It's just me. I'm a, I'm a fighter. And, you know, you get some people who are martial artists or, you know, they train, but they don't get in there and have a fight. And it's something, it's just the way you're wired. I'm not scared of getting hurt. If I get knocked out and get hurt, you know, so be it. But having that resilience and that fight in me, that dog in me, you know, it just separates, separates me from everyone else. You said earlier that you were, uh, I think you should have competed. I think when you're still boxing, that you should have competed for England at a particular, I've kind of, I forgotten the name that you mentioned, but they actually chose someone else to go Junior and play. Olympic. Yeah. Did, you yeah. did you find out why they chose the other person instead of you? Because that was someone who yeah. you'd beat. Yeah, so what it was, the story behind it, the lads had had, I think I had something like 14 fights and the lad had had 70 fights. He was seven-time national champion at the time. Um, and he said he was more experienced than me. And like I said before, I knocked him clean out in the finals that year. And that just just, just made me think. And I, at the time, I couldn't get any fights. The only way I could get a fight was from England. No one wanted to fight me. That year, in the championships, I got a bye straight to the final. It should have fought like seven times. And every time they got drawn against me, they pulled out. And they pulled out and they pulled out. And then I won the final. Stopped the lad in the second round. And then, you know, England broke my heart and that was it. I was done. I walked away. And I realised what the sport was about. But that's why mixed martial arts is, is, is so different. You know, one win can change your life. Yes. One win can change your life in this game. And I'm excited to see what happens now. You know, see who will fight next, see what happens and see where it goes. Because I think I've fought everyone in the middleweight division. There's no one left. You know, I beat, beat them all, beat the best of the best. It's only Bonner who have been asking for the rematch with for the last five years since he beat me. 
And, you know, he's just lost now. He's done now, I think. I can't see him coming back. So no. there's no one else left, left to beat. Matthew the Beast Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No respect to him. There's no bad yes, blood. Yeah. Same thing again. I just don't like getting beat by someone. No, And it just scares me on. And it's just saying harder. And, and, and I know. But he's he's number one in the UK at the minute. Adam Stewart's number two. I'm number three. You know, I'll be that number one. This year, the goal was to get to number one in the UK. And, and I'm, I'm one fight away from that. And then let's see what happens after that. Um, is there in in the sports? Is there is a so I keep getting tongue twisted. Is there a particular fighter or athlete, um, in combat sports as a whole, um, that does inspire you? That you always looked, that you tend to look to uh, for the inspiration and just want how how they went went about doing things became so successful. No, not really. No. Oh. I'm not inspired. I'm inspired by my coach, Stephen Morris. I'm inspired by my teammate, Lee Chadwick. I'm inspired by my other teammates, Emil. You know, the way, the things they've been through, the fights they've had. My coach for his knowledge and, and his dedication to the sport. And, you know, they're the people who inspire me. My wife inspires me for, you know, having me back and putting up with me. You know, everyone's on their own journey, aren't they? I just love what I do and I, I'm happy. I'm in a good place and what will be, will be. Let's see what's next. I have heard that um, nutrition-wise, you have gone vegan. No, no, I did. Oh. I did. I did a oh. few years back. I went plant-based, and that's the reason I went to welterweights, because I lost that much muscle mass. I turned into the skinny fat guy. I went terrible. Um, and I went to welterweights because my weight went that low, and, and my cardio was fantastic. My cardio was fantastic. But now, obviously, I needed I needed um, the protein for the muscle um, and for the strength. Um, and my cardio is still the same, so I just stick to chicken and fish. Um, and it seems to work. It seems to be working. Would you say that um, it probably was a, a not so um, not really a good idea? I mean, you said you're skinny fat, so probably you lost a lot of the strength, but you had plenty yeah. of the speed and the agility. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't fast enough for welterweights at the time. I wasn't quick enough. I struggled with the timing. At middleweights, I'm a lot I'm a lot faster. Me my techniques work, my cardio works, my pace is better. You know, weight classes and size, size, you know, look at the size of James Webb. I reckon he had ten pounds on me on Friday night and you know he put it on me, he hurt me, but then, you know, skill, technique. Decision, put that punch on his chin, it worked, didn't it? It ended the fight. And yes. I don't I know I know James Webb couldn't go five rounds. So it was just stay safe, stay out the way, get through the first two rounds and, and win the fight. And you know, lucky enough he wanted to have a fight with me and I'm a fighter. And he come off worse for worse. I I just asked because when I, I heard it, um one of the things that does annoy me is that there's a massive, massive push for for people, I think around the world, but at least here in the UK, there's a massive push of people to start going vegan to stop eating yeah. all the uh, it's it quite annoying. Trend, yeah. I think. It was a bit of a trend, but you need yeah. protein, yes, you need protein. I made that mistake, mm -hmm. learn from it, and it's all about learning, isn't it? It's all about learning, 
sort of all learning and life and I made bloody hell, I made millions of mistakes. My nutrition years ago was terrible. It's only the last few years of you know, Everton's been spot on with with strength and power and speed. I've you know, I pass it on to my fighters now and that's how you do it. That's how you learn. What do you think of the state of the um UK mixed martial arts team seen um today as in well I'll say the UK and Irish because they're so close and quite close together. Um, do you think it needs more media exposure as in when fights uh, do happen when there's a really entertaining fight, we have a really good win and really talented fighters in the cage there. Do you think that the media here in the UK doesn't really give them the exposure that, that it's deserved? No, it doesn't. Um, the big shows do. There's bigger shows coming over, Octagon, PFL, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing. Um, but it's just, you've just got to get to that level to get that exposure, haven't you? You've got to get to a certain level. And hopefully I'll get there one day. Hopefully I'll get there and change my life. I mean, you don't, again, you've achieved quite a lot of success in the cage. I mean, I'm not sure how else I should word this, but why don't more people know who you are, know your name? And I say the same for the other people like on the same par with you. Yeah, well, something I've had all my life, my face doesn't fit. I don't look the part. You know, it's just, it's something that's always happened to me. I was number one in the UK boxing and never been in the local paper. I still haven't now. Just the way, I don't know what it is. Some people's face fits, they look the part. They're a selling point. It's all business, isn't it? I'm not, yeah. I wasn't meant to win that world title. I'm not signed under Keynes. What is as a fighter? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm signed. Not managed by Cage Warriors. Do you understand that? Game Bullying's not my manager. I'm the outsider. I'm not meant to. They give me that Will Curry fight because no one else wanted to fight Will Curry. So I that think makes that's right. They wouldn't give me a title fight after I beat Dan Stewart. I had to leave and go somewhere else for him to want me back. No, I I understand what you're saying. Just that I think it's very very unfair. I mean, I think the it point you make the point you make is that because of how you look, you're not marketable. You know, yeah, people see it. your face; they may, won't pick up the magazine, won't pick up the paper, they won't buy the ticket. Yeah, that kind of thing. Poster yeah. boy, that's what I call them, poster boys. But they're not fighters, and that's where I I come away successful. Your next fight, um, any word when that's going to be? Any who any. No, any word on who the promoter is going to be at all? I've not heard none. I, I I asked a few questions after the fight, and I was a bit shocked with the answers. And he said they're going to have a think, and they're going to get back to me. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I as the champion, I don't pick the fighter; they they pick it for me. And we'll <laughs> see what's next. We'll see what's next. See if he can bring in to beat me. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really crazy. Uh, last last one. Yeah. Any any I have to ask you this. Who do you want any you know, any shout outs you want to give to, to anybody out there? Yes, my um, good mate Hassan who sponsored me with his local business frequency. Um another good friend Kyle who sponsors me with his business. He they, these people help me all the way. And another good friend Jason. Um my head coach Darren Morris, my training partners, Darren, um Lee Chadwick, Emil, everyone at SW, all my training partners and my team at Aben Kings. And everyone who's ever supported me, thank you very much. Meg, thank you so much for coming on the show. We will definitely have Welcome. you back on again very soon. Guys, thank you for watching and listening. If you did watch and listen to up to this point, please don't forget to hit 
to hit subscribe and you can also catch the podcast on Spotify, iTunes and on Google Podcasts. Make thank you once again. Take care. Good to speak.